Praise the Lord. Amen. Good teaching by the teachers this morning. Amen. So we're talking about being born of water. Amen. And water represents spirit and life, cleansing, refreshing, renewing. Come on, somebody. Uh, the lesson idea today is I will be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And the focus verse today is John 3, verses 3 through 5. Jesus answered, said unto him, talking about Nicodemus, Verily, verily, surely, surely, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, well, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Because he was thinking natural. Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter in into the kingdom of God. The truth about God today is, God requires all who will be saved to be what? Baptized. That is a requirement. Amen. So we look at the lesson here and it starts out talking about the evangelist, Philip, and his ministry. Uh, how Philip preached Jesus Christ to the multitudes. And the thing that I like about it is that the people had a mind to open up and receive what Philip had to say. So God had already been dealing with the people before Philip got there. But the people had a mind to open up and receive the engrafted word of God that would be able to save their soul. Come on, somebody. And the Bible describes it as that they received it with joy. Uh, receiving the word of God with joy makes a huge difference. It's not grievous. It's not heavy. Come on, somebody. When we receive the words that God speaks, we should have some joy and have some peace behind it. Come on here. That we should have some newness and some renewed energy and strength. Oh, my God, when we receive what thus saith the Lord. Uh, how you receive it make a difference. If you receive it with an attitude, uh, it ain't going to go nowhere. Uh, if, if we received it, my God, with a downtrodden spirit, and we can't lift our heads up and acknowledge God with some joy and victory in our spirit, Huh? You can't get no help. But the people were able to receive help for how they received the man of God. Mm -hmm. It makes a difference. And so Peter and John came down from Jerusalem to Samaria. They prayed for those who had already been baptized. And these were John's disciples. 
that had already received the baptism of repentance, but the apostles knew that they needed to go further. Uh, come on, somebody. And it ain't nothing wrong with what we had received uh, before we got into holiness, but we had to go further. It, uh, it established a seed that was planted that we knew that there was a certain way to come to God. That there was a certain order uh, that we had to do in order to enter in the kingdom. Huh? And some did not have the full revelation. They could only take us so far. Ah, but it took the Holy Ghost, uh, just like the Holy Ghost led Philip uh, to the eunuch. The Holy Ghost separated Paul and Barnabas. The Holy Ghost sent the apostles to evangelize and share the gospel and the revelation that they had received. It was the Holy Ghost that stood up in Peter on the day of Pentecost. Huh? It was the work of the Holy Ghost. And so the people were baptized and then the apostles laid, laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. I believe it was Acts 19. It talks about John's disciples, you know, being baptized and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost as the apostles laid hands on them. So we got to believe because the disciples, apparently, they believed that there was more to this. Huh? They just received a little portion, but God had a whole lot more in store. You got to believe. <laughs> and then you got to follow the instruction. Oh, my God. See, that's, that's why it's dangerous to be pushy and push people into something that they really don't believe in. Uh, oh, come on here. We, we got to have some portion of faith when we approach God, uh, when we do this thing and not doing it out of shape, form, and fashion. Because let's just face it, a lot of people just did something to be doing something. Because somebody told them, oh, you need to be baptized. But they really didn't have an understanding because nobody explained it to them and made it plain like Philip did to you. You, you, you see? And, and so we got to get out of the habits of just doing things because it sounds good. Huh? Because somebody talked to you about it. Well, you got to go a little bit further. You got to open the book and maybe examine the scripture and go to God and say, God, open up my understanding because I don't get it. I don't understand. Huh? I'm limited, God. You got to help me with this, God. And when God sees sincerity, see, that's the key. Because God see more than what we can see. <laughs> he knows the intent of the hearts of everybody. Oh, my God. And he know when we sincere, when we approach him. He know when we real. He know when we faking and shaking, when we ain't got the right motive and intention. He knows. They believed. Then they were baptized. See, faith is crucial here. Faith is crucial. Oh, my God. And he done gave everybody a measure of faith. 
Oh, my God. You got to believe God. Oh, you got to believe in him that he is. You got to be diligent. Believe that he is a reward of him that diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. So they were seeking God. They were expecting something from God. When you read all throughout the scripture in the book of Acts, they expected something, Elder. Huh? They knew it was more. They could sense it was more huh, than what they had already knew. That they didn't have it all made. See, that's when God can work with you. Huh? When you leave room for God, you don't think that you got it all made and you can't be taught nothing else. See, John's disciples could have came in a different attitude because they had been following John the Baptist. They could have had their chest stuck out huh? because they was following the prophet of God. Huh? They could have had a crazy attitude jacked up and God would have skipped right over them and went to somebody else. Huh? It's the way we approach this thing. Uh-huh. And so it talked about Cornelius and uh, you know, God decides how uh, he disperses the gift of the Holy Ghost. We don't make that decision. Hmm? Because he dealt with Cornelius in his house. They received the Holy Ghost before they went to the water. Sometime it happened like that. Huh? According to your faith and according to God's operation. <laughs> how he choose to give it out amen but the crux of the matter is Cornelius and his house still got baptized in the name of Jesus <laughs> they still completed the instruction and the order of God yes yes so in, you know we can't get all jacked up and messed up because you know some people speak in tongues before they hit the water Sometimes it happened like that. I know as soon as I got in the water, <laughs> my God, I, it, I just couldn't control it. It just started flowing and flowing. And when I got out the water, I was in the water. I didn't know where I was at. <laughs> Sometimes it just happened like that. And, and some people have to tarry and they have to wait. You know, everybody is different. You know, on how they receive it. We ain't better. We all, you know, on the same level. We all get the same dose of the Holy Ghost. I didn't get a greater dose than nobody else. You got the same dose as somebody else did. And you and you and you and you. Everybody around the planet that got the Holy Ghost. We all got the same dose. Oh, my God. Yeah, how you let it grow from now, that's totally up to you. Huh? That's your responsibility to fan the flame on the fire and to keep the fire of the Holy Ghost burning. After you receive the initial infilling, you still should speak because he gives utterance. Uh, God lets you know he's in there. He gives you an utterance. No, you ain't got to speak 24-7, 365. That ain't how it work. You human first. You flesh first. Then spiritual. Come on here. He know you ain't up there next to him, sitting next to him in heaven. Come on here. You on earth. You walk in a human life. But the spirit of God goes with you and walks with you and it talks. And sometimes you should have an utterance. It should speak. Uh-huh. 
Absolutely. Because there was some background prejudice that God was dealing with when he sent him to the house of Cornelius. Absolutely. He was a devout man. God had already proven him, knew his works and his lifestyle, knew his heart. That's what I tell you. God already knows the heart of people. He knows what people going to do and what they ain't going to do. <laughs> we act like we can fool God. You know, we can run game on God. Speak a bunch of flattery words like, you know, God don't see through stuff. <laughs> uh, people may not see, but God definitely see. He know how far we going to go. He know how much we going to do. He know how much we're going to work in his kingdom. He already know how faithful we're going to be and how dedicated. You, you ain't got to try to flatter God with a bunch of empty stuff. Well, come on here. He knew Cornelius. Huh? Oh, my God. Think the Bible described him as devout. Hmm. How many of us can say that we was devout when God was tugging on us? Woo! That's saying something. Because I know I was jacked up. God took it on me. I don't know. I can't testify if y'all was jacked up. <laughs> I messed up. Jesus. <laughs> I ain't got the testimony, Cornelius. Hats off to you, Cornelius. Woo, my God. <laughs> so then it talks about being led by the Spirit into the desert. Sound familiar? Because the same thing happened to Jesus. Huh? Keep being led by the Spirit. Everybody saying they being led by the Spirit. They ain't never went through no wilderness, though. They ain't went to the desert, but you so led by the Spirit. Uh-huh. I doubt it. You know, the stuff that, you know, we say, I was led of Spirit to do this. You wrapping your head up, professing to be this and that, trying to steal God's glory. No, 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 no. Come on down. Uh, because the angel of the Lord came to the man of God and told him special instructions. <laughs> My God, what was the last time an angel done visited us and we got all this anointing, we so powerful, we so wonderful, you know, we act like the church can't live without us. And, oh, come on here. When was the last time an angel visited you? Hmm? Huh? Come on now. Come on. We so deep now. You know, the Holy Ghost ain't talking to nobody but uh, you know, our own crazy self. Yeah, right. The angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Hmm. Telling him where to go. And see, the thing about the Holy Ghost held is very specific. The, you know, these clowns in this generation want you to believe and they giving you, you know, some blanket yeah. message. No, tell me specifics. Yeah. Travel south. Uh -huh. Tell the man of God to go south to the coast. Yeah. Huh? Telling him exactly the direction to go. That is specifics. Huh? Didn't leave no room for Philip to be confused. And go down to Jerusalem to Gaza. Uh, 
And there's going to be a man there. Hmm. My God. He know a forehand. Just like he told Paul. <laughs> when he blinded Paul. Sent the man of God to him. Now you're going to have to go to this man of God. So them scales come off your eyes. Little bitch, you ain't going to see the sight. You're going to have to follow my instructions. Hmm. Well, so it's possible for God to speak to us however he choose now. And there's scripture that at times he will choose angels. Mm -hmm. And now in this dispensation, the angel of the house is the pastor. Huh? To the angel of the church uh, in Revelations, John addressed the churches through the angel. Okay, I, I just thought, you know, maybe we're in the right church here. Uh, so in Philip's case, he met the eunuch from Ethiopia, as God said. And this man was the treasurer to Queen Candace. <laughs> so this man was in high position. And it's a beautiful thing because God was dealing with folks in high position and authority, just like Nicodemus, a great ruler. Huh? Look at how God was moving. And this man had went up to Jerusalem to worship. And when he was returning to Ethiopia, he had an encounter with the man of God. Oh, my God. Oh, can you think back in your life when you thought you was going about your way and God put somebody in your pathway and you had an encounter with a man of God that spoke into your life. Oh, my God. They got your wheels turning. Oh, they pricked your heart. Won't God do some stuff like that? Woo, my God. Thank God. Yes, yes. Yes. Was right. He was ready. Absolutely. That's why I was headed next, Elder. <laughs> well, by the time Philip got to the man, he already had the book open. You, you see, the spirit of expect expectation. Woo! My God. It clears the pathway and it opens the door wide open for Jesus to come in. I already had his Bible open. And there appears the man of God. You can't tell me that wasn't God operating and moving. Then the man gets there. He's sitting there reading out Isaiah the 53rd chapter. <laughs> I mean, just powerful. He was sitting there reading scripture like a whole lot of folks do, but didn't have an understanding. Hmm? Having an understanding is the world of difference because the Bible said, in all you're getting, get what? You gotta have an understanding of what you read. In Isaiah 53, who had believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He shall grow up before him as a tender plant and a root out of dry ground. He hath no form and no comeliness. When we shall see him, 
There is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected a man, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and esteemed him not. Surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. That's what the man was And he was reading about Jesus. Didn't understand he was reading about Jesus. In the old. The man of God said, what is it that you're reading? He saw that he was reading from Isaiah 53. Hmm. That's an awesome coincidence. And so the, Philip asked him, he said, now, do you understand what you read?" He said, well, how can I understand unless some man explain it? Philip took the time to explain to him what he was reading. And the Bible said he preached Jesus. Woo! Oh, there you go right there. That's what evangelism is. All these, you know, great wonders are claiming to be an evangelist. Uh, no, 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 no. Going as the Holy Ghost leads you to where the Holy Ghost instructs you and you preach nothing but Jesus. He showed you what the office of an evangelist is. Oh, come on, somebody. How can I know except some man guide you? That's why you got to have a pastor. Huh? All these renegades out here think they're going to have it on their own and they're going to do their own thing. You know, have their little hole in the wall ministry. It ain't going nowhere. Huh? You got to be taught. You got to be led. You got to be trained. And folks trying to skip over all of that. Because they got a little gift and a little salt pepper of an anointing. You got to have a leader. How can I know except some man guide me? And it's got to be the one that God sent. Absolutely. They don't know. He's got to reveal. Excellent point, Elder. God is revealed. You can't uncover unless God allow you to uncover. Absolutely. And he ain't entrusting that with everybody. He had apostles who he put in charge of getting his word out and they had anointing Power demonstration of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible talked about many miracles were wrought by the hands of the apostles. They had miracles, signs, wonders that what? Followed them. That let you know that God shook his salt on their life and their ministry and endorsed them. And if God ain't endorsing it, honey, I'm here to tell you, ain't going nowhere. Better hope God endorsing it. Absolutely. They
they weren't deep. The only one that had this, you know, great education in the law was Paul. But he picked up ordinary peoples. Just like me and you. Folks that was fishing for a living. Smelled like fish. Good and musty. But they was anointed and powerful. Woo! They had spent time with Jesus. Uh, they took a bath with him. They ate with him. They followed him. They listened to his teachings. Uh, they soaked it all in. Uh, even though they didn't have a full understanding. Uh, but God uh, raised them up uh, for a powerful ministry that's still impacting the whole world uh, to this very day. Uh, their ministry still lives on uh, through the apostles' doctrine uh, and Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. Smelling like fish. But walked in so much power and anointing that they brought sick folks uh, out in the street uh, just so the apostle shadow, oh my God, would heal folk. Uh, handkerchiefs off of Paul. What kind of miracles is you working? Are we so great and wonderful? Hmm. My God. So the Holy Ghost guides you. Huh. They went down in the water. Oh my God. Uh, the eunuch says, see, here's some water right here. It didn't take long for this man to get it because God opened up the man's eyes so he could see what he was reading as Philip ministered to him. My God, his heart was ready. His heart was ripe for a move of God. Uh, he says, see his water. What doth hinder me <laughs> to be baptized? Uh, and Philip said, if you believe with all your heart. See, that's what, uh, that's what we need to start at. Huh? We talked about faith a little bit ago. If you believe with all your heart. Thou mayest, and he answered and said, I believe. See, here goes confession. Huh? Because we try to leave confession out. We just want to do, you know, put the, uh, the, the horse, the cart before the horse, just jump in the water. We ain't confess nothing. Huh? We ain't ask God for no, you know, we repented. God, I'm sorry for my sins. You know, the way I messed up my life and what I've done against you. None of that. None of that. He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Huh? That's an important confession, saints. Huh? You should be able to confess what you believe. You should not only be able to speak it, but people should see it. What you stand for. Even the world have the slogan, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Make your stand on what you believe and don't be moved off of it because of the culture. And we understand that the culture is full of what? Idolatry, evil, wickedness, rebellion. Make a stand on what you believe. And confess that and walk therein. Huh? 
Amen. That's right. That was Nicodemus. He was looking for salvation. Amen. I didn't hear that part. I guess I, I wasn't here for that. Amen. So we got to follow God's plan. God always had a plan even from the beginning. And he laid this thing out so beautifully. And set the stage up for a move of the Holy Ghost. Uh, oh my God. First, the water of Noah's flood. Ah, uh, typifies the baptism. Uh, the act of immersion in the water. Huh? Cleansing and purging the earth. Hmm. So that, that's what happened when you, you go down in a watery grave. Come on, somebody. And then second, talking about the command of being circumcised. Uh, the circumcision of Christ uh, occurs at the moment when we're buried. Oh, my God. Uh, then third, they brought out the Israel's experience at the Red Sea. Uh, they were baptized. Uh, Israel was baptized unto Moses. So baptism, immersion, has always been a setup and an order from God from the beginning of time. Hmm. In baptism in the name, the one name. So, so we're going to set the record straight. Huh? Because the Bible said there is a name. <laughs> My God, that is above every name. Huh? God has highly exalted him. Woo! My God, uh, that every knee should bow. Huh? Who are we bowing to? Are we bowing to three or are we bowing to one? I just, y'all help me out. Because I only got two knees. See how they work out. But, but we're going to bow to the name that is above every name. <laughs> and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall come. Here go confession again. You got to open your mouth and say something. Yeah. What do you believe? Huh? Because we putting church titles on the dough? Ichabod could have been there. I don't know. What do you believe? You supposed to be holiness people? Apostolics? Pentecostals? Come on here. What do the scriptures say? Huh. God highly exalted that name. It has all rule and authority and power. Oh, my God. Uh, Acts 4th and the 12th verse tells us that neither is there salvation in any other. Huh? There was no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Did y'all read that scripture? You know, why folks trying to dispute, you know, whether we're going to do it in the titles of God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. 
That's the manifestations of the one person. Hmm. Huh? Be baptized, every one of you, in the name. Underline that. The name of. I took on the name of Pastor Turner. I was a bean and I took on the name of my husband and became a Turner. That was a name. I'm not going around saying I'm wife. I got a name. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Don't take it back, Pastor. Don't take it back. Don't take it back. So after Philip preached in Samaria, those who believed, underline, you got to believe. And we're living in a time now where folks are hiding out in church and say they believe, sitting and hearing the word being preached, the truth, the truth being taught, yet still don't believe. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. The full revelation, because we continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of who? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He always got something to reveal. <laughs> we just know a little sprinkle right now. They believed and then they moved to action. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's in Acts, the 8th chapter. Peter commanded those who had been baptized in the Holy Ghost at Cornelius' house, and we had talked about that. Now you still got to be buried in water. You got to be immersed and baptized in the name of of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Then we all know the scripture, Matthew 28, 19. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, that's everybody, Gentile, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Well, who is that referencing to? The name of who? Huh? Me and my father are one. Hero Israel, our Lord is one. It's one. It's one. All throughout the scriptures. In the name of. Huh? God is a spirit. I guess we forgot that scripture. God is a spirit. Okay, all of that is right in he made himself a body. He became lookable. Huh? He dwelt among us. That was the son. Oh. Uh, Y'all follow me? In the name of him. <laughs> My God. Because he was creator of everything. Father. Elohim. Yah. Yahweh. Huh? In the beginning. 
was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Huh? Yeah. Uh, in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. It's all Jesus Christ. We should have that revelation down pat. We shouldn't be shaken and moved off of the revelation of who he is. He's told you in revelations he was what? Alpha and Omega. The beginning, huh? That was in the beginning, right? Father and the end, huh? First and. That sounds like one person here. I don't know. I don't know. Y'all help me out here. You know, I'm always open for teaching, Pastor. Help me out. I, I, got, help one, me. I got one from the Amplified uh, Commentary. Uh-huh. I'm going to read this one verse. That's verse 18. Yes. Jesus approached and breaking the silence. Yes. He said to them, all authority, and that's all power of rule. Yes. In heaven and earth. In is given unto him. Power and rules. rules. Yes, sir. That settles, the whole settles it. We got plenty of scripture to settle it. You know, but our crazy selves like to dispute and argue and debate. Huh? Foolish. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to go on the sly like Nicodemus at night. <laughs> huh? You're going to be bold with it. Huh? Just say what you believe, what you don't. Put ten toes down on it. Come on, somebody. We bold with everything else. <laughs> but except the man be born again. I like the way Jesus talk. I just love it. You got to be born of water and a spirit. <laughs> you got to have both of them. <laughs> both of them. Huh? Because you ain't going nowhere. You're going to get left here. I, I don't care how you try to pretty it up and fancy it up. You must be born again. <laughs> My God, and you got to do it God's way. This is God's way. Huh? This is the way he chose. Yes, sir. Because you wrestled with the scriptures, so that's why it took you so hard to get the Holy Spirit. Woo! Come on now. Got to be ready to receive something. Huh? The eunuch was ready to receive. <laughs> Cornelius and his house was ready. <laughs> Woo! My God, being ready for a move of God makes a whole lot of difference. <laughs> you all closed up and locked up. Can't nothing get to you. A hammer can't chisel at you. You're so hard and you're so tough and you're mean and you're ugly and crazy. And think God is just going to keep on chiseling and you won't open up and let him in. <clears throat> well, what's wrong with this generation? I don't get it. Huh? You can't win wrestling with God. Huh? Trying to go back and forth with God. You ain't going to win. My God. Open up and let God have his way. That's what born of the flesh is flesh. And that which born of the spirit is spirit. 
Huh? Nicodemus didn't comprehend. But by the time Jesus got done with him, <laughs> he stopped thinking about that natural. No, man, you can't go up in that uterus no more. Them days for your mama is over with. It's all dried up, Nicodemus. I ain't talking to you about your natural. Huh? We're dealing with spiritual issues here. And we got to learn how to divide the difference. God deals with some things on the natural and deals with much more on the spiritual. Because that's what he's more concerned about. We know our flesh is corrupt, evil, nasty, wicked, and all of that. God is concerned about a spiritual move, a spiritual outpour. He's trying to save souls with a reckless, crazy self. He's trying to give us an opportunity to get it straight, to get it right. Oh my God, to come out. Jesus, out of darkness into the marvelous light. Come out from among them. Be ye shepherds at the Lord. Trying to give us an opportunity to repent and get it straight. To get our sins blotted out. To be remitted of our sins. Jesus. A spiritual experience. Huh. And one time did it. Uh, we didn't have to keep going down in the water. Uh, oh my God. Uh, if you do it the right way. Uh, Oh, come on, somebody. You don't have to even contemplate on your mind that I got to get rebaptized after I've already been baptized. Jesus died one time. Hmm? Now we got all this craziness on the scene. Huh? Receive the Lord Jesus. Come up a new man. Walk with God. Uh, learn of God. Uh, he said, take upon my yoke, my yoke upon you and learn of me. Huh? Learn his ways. Walk in his ways. Uh, live a godly, holy lifestyle under God that is pleasing unto God. Let your faith grow. Uh, you grow in grace and knowledge with God. Uh, let God deal with you. Cut stuff off and mold and make you and shape you. That's what it's all about. We ain't got to go back to the water a second time. Live right. Do right. Huh? Repent on a regular basis. Pastor, you got something. You sound like you, you're chomping at the bit. Huh? We were purified in that water. We was cleansed in that water. Y'all remember that day y'all went down? Amen. I remember like it was yesterday. Woo. That water was cold. It chilled my body, not my soul. Woo. My God. Wasn't nothing like when you came up out of that water. You remember, Elder? You remember, Pastor Turner? When you got, whoo, decades ago, man of God, you getting older. Woo! You should remember that experience because it's nothing like being buried in the name. It was something totally different when I went down in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I'm just telling you, I'm keeping it real. It was different. <laughs> but when I went down in the name, Ooh, they had to hold me. <laughs> yes, they had them old horse troughs back in the day. 
A lot of them didn't have fancy baptismal pools. Some had to get baptized in the bathtub. <laughs> Wasn't nothing fancy about it, but it was power. Woo! It was newness of life. Oh my God, it was a change. Oh, what a change that happened in my life. The old church used to sing them songs. Oh, what a change that's come over me. Oh my God, I felt like running, skipping. I well, I was. Woo, they had to hold me. Jesus, <laughs> my God. Woo. Uh, you don't get excited about God. God will pick up and skip over you and find somebody that is. Just the fact that he cleansed me all my filth and my dirt and my nastiness and my trash and all that. All them demons, all that stuff fell off in the water. Woo! 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 My God! Understand the cleansing and the purification and the purging of being baptized in the name of Jesus. Woo! My God. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth, that go that believeth again, and is baptized shall be what? Saved. So baptism is Necessary for salvation. Huh? Okay. But he that believeth not shall be what? Damned. Huh. Let that soak in. Baptism. All these nuts are saying that baptism and speaking in tongues ain't necessary. Well, no, that's not according to scripture. Huh? Y'all stop listening to these nuts. Turn them off. Mm-mm. False teacher, false preacher, liar, deceiver. Huh? Your father is the devil. No. Baptism, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues as the Spirit give utterance. You gotta have some utterance. That's what the Bible says. It ain't my word, it's God's word. It is a requirement for salvation. God's way. Hmm. Anybody got any questions? Hope I made it plain in the review. Pastor, comments, remarks, definitions. Huh? Glory to God. Amen. We're going to take up the Sunday school offering. Next week, we're going to talk about the power of the Holy Ghost. Woo! Power. Woo! My God. Tarry ye till you receive power from on high. 